Greetings, my friends, and welcome to Minute with Mark. This is on a road trip to Las Cruces, Mexico. Shani is at the wheel. She's the trucker today. Shani, say hi. Hello. So anyway, our first concert ever was Garth Brooks when we were 21, probably, Shani? 21. And so we saw he was in Cruces, which is about five and a half hours away. Just last week we saw it, and so we bought the tickets, and now we're doing a little road trip. And I think the most exciting part of it for me is the $50 hotel that Shannon found the us to stay. The only one left. It was the last hotel in, like, all of Las Cruces. <laughs> the last room. And uh, it's 50 bucks, and I really think it's going to be... It's going to be kind of like an escape room where we're in it. It'll just, be like where we stayed when we were 21. Yeah, we were yeah it's a pretty much the same quality of hotel we stayed when we were 21. So we're going, it's kind of a time where flashback, Garth Brooks, uh, whatnot. And that was a bunch of years ago. Okay, well, anyway, uh, making use of some of this time is today's podcast is the usually unknown second secret of entrepreneurial achievement. And this is, let me give a little build-up, create a little curiosity about this. In my experience, I've been doing entrepreneurship meaningfully for about a decade. And, you know, most of it has been just an ongoing mistake, just a riddle, just an anthology of mistakes. But not stopping, I think, has been my one of my little secrets. But the first secret, um, I'll explain the first secret really quick. And it's to discover how to market and make money and have buyers want to buy more. You know, and the second secret, though, the second secret in my decade or so, I see so few people, including me, until the last, like, two years, I never, I never touched the second secret. And the amount of stress it caused me, the amount of doubt it created in me, the amount of anxiety and angst and embarrassment... Uh, very pal- very pal- very touchable, very tasteable, very real, very very in my body. And so here's the first secret. The first secret is to learn to crank the cash. Learn to be able to design offers and sell in automated ways, through marketing ways, build teams, generate revenue through a variety of streams. And here's what brings me and why I'm doing this little micro podcast today is one of my, one of my young bucks, good friends out in California. He's, he's like 22, 23 and he's killing the real estate game. Um, he's got nearly six figures in his bank, bank account. You know, he just sent me a little picture of $20,000 commission check from a new house he just closed. And he's, he's a stud now and he'll be a stud in the future. And, you know, he, he called me and it was, it was kind of a conversation um, where I was like, congrats on the new, you know, congrats on the new money, congrats on the new client, congrats on another sale. And I said, are you ready for the second secret? Because I, th- I think it's time now. You know, you got a six figures in the bank and it's, I think it's time we have the second secret conversation. And he says, well, what do you mean? And I said, okay, you know how you and any entrepreneur listening to this that has kind of popped out of the orbit of just struggling and having no idea what they're doing, but actually getting a little, getting a little handle on how to generate income on how to place an ad and have it convert to a purchase and have that buyer buy more and create kind of a nice little income, income gushers, right? Little geysers, little oil wells of money. 
I said, the amount of work we do in that front thing. And so I was talking to him. I said, you know, in real estate, the amount of books, think of the amount of books you read on how to do real estate, the amount of courses you've bought, the amount of hours you've spent knocking on doors, cold calling, like literally he would go to a neighborhood, knock on a door and just say, Hey, I'm a realtor. I have people I bring around families in this neighborhood and we're always looking for homes. Are you interested in either, um, and maybe offering your home. So if I bring somebody up, we can just kind of see what pops, you know, if they're interested in your home. So it's cold people that aren't even thinking about selling their home and they become leads. And sometimes he sells their house and makes 10 to 20, 30,000 bucks. Well, anyway, I said, you know, the amount of work you've done flying to conferences, thinking, meditating, praying, networking, reading, learning, your real estate tests, the studying, the amount of mentoring you've done, all of that energy that you've done to learn how to turn on the waterfall of money, to turn on the geyser, you actually struck the oil, you found the vein, and now that thing pumps. You know what you're doing. It's simply a matter of scaling it now. I said, you know, all that energy that you poured into getting to where you've gotten right now? I said, the second secret is I want you to kind of, if it's possible, pretend all that energy, all that time, all that wanting, all that severity of study. And again, this is, I'm not talking to the person that just wants to go to their job from nine to five and watch the Simpsons for the rest of the night. Um, those people don't even listen to this podcast, so it's relevant. but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the entrepreneur who really literally gives their soul and their heart to their business. I said, you know, the, all that energy, if you could somehow put it in your hand and see it as a, like a lump of dirt, you know, an effort, just a, or a lump of gold, we'll call it or whatever, all of it, just pretend to spatialize it and have it physically represented in your hand. I said, in the other hand, I want you to put just as much sweat, just as much energy, just as much obsession, just as much curiosity in learning how to preserve and multiply the money you're making. How to pay the least amount of taxes legally, how to grow that money the safest, how to do everything on the financial bank. So in other words, you have your bucket of money right now and you've learned to turn on a well and pour money into that bucket and fill that bucket. And I said the second secret that I is so rare for a first generation entrepreneur is to know how to plug all the leaks, the tax leaks that you don't even know there are leaks, the wealth strategies that you just haven't thought about because you really thought the secret was just turning on the spigot and making money. You really thought that that was the secret. And I said, I want to I wanna start putting you, I'm going to give you some treasure maps to start playing with. But the same effort, I said, the same effort that you put in to create this, I want you to put the same effort in learning how to hold it and multiply it and preserve it. And then I had another call and I took it and I didn't give them any more details. So I'm going to leave the podcast at that point as well. <laughs> but that's the dominating thought. I have some strategies I'll probably share eventually. But that's the second secret. So for all of you that are starting to really turn on the income thing, could we put the same amount of, just think of how much effort we've put in to generating and getting and learning the strategies and the secrets on how to create the wealth 
how to close the sale, how to retain the client, how to re- how to deserve a referral. All this business models that we've studied, all the people we've looked from and learned, all the conferences, all that nearly obsessive level. We have that in one hand, and then once we crank that, that's we learn how to turn on money, and it's almost a magic wand. But what is so rarely done, and I've only done it in the last two years, after after generating about twenty million plus dollars, I started going. You know what? I haven't put more than an hour, and I'm not even kidding, an hour, one hour, in learning preservation and multiplication. So the trinity of wealth is creation multiplication and preservation you know the carnegies okay a little self-correcting injection here i'm about to go on a little bit of a tangent and i mentioned the the fortunes of the carnegies and how basically they just disappeared i was i i confused the carnegies with the vanderbelts and i apologize for that so what i'm saying about the carnegies is supposed to be the Vanderbilts, <laughs> okay? So my little my little comments on the Carnegies, I apologize to all their ancestral descendants and their future descendants that are living uh, well inside the Carnegie Trust. But the Vanderbilts, they had about a modern equivalent of about $200 billion when uh, Cornelius died. Now, they started Vanderbilt University, and there's some cool, there's some cool things with the legacy of the Vanderbilts. However... Um, just a few generations left, um, they're done. The, like, the family money's gone. Um, meanwhile, the Rockefellers are still killing it and going strong. So, um, the Vanderbilts are who I'm about to talk about, not the Carnegies. Take note. My apologies. Bye. You know, the Carnegies, they were one of the richest families in American history, probably the second richest family in American history. Um, three generations after their billions and billions in modern wealth would be worth billions three generations um the last guy he's he died broke the last descendant the the money's gone all of it's gone the rockefellers on the other hand there's six generations out now and to this day annually annually the rockefellers give 50 million dollars to philanthropy they've had senators i believe some governors um, tons of cultural movers and shakers and leaders it's because they had a different financial plan to keep that money growing and preserved and so anyway my my point is on this one the usually unknown second secret of entrepreneurial achievement is to put an equal amount of thought and effort i had read nearly a thousand books on personal development to get my myself to not because really when you're a first-generation entrepreneur, most of the time, you're, you're not doing a startup business. Most of the time, we're a startup person. Okay, do you get the difference? We're a startup people. We have hang-ups about becoming wildly prosperous. We have hang-ups about becoming, you know, letting, receiving cash. We have hang-ups on having thousands of strangers send us money for products because it's so unusual. We're used to having someone pay us for putting in time and effort. We're, we're startup people. You know, there's a, there's a weird sense of guilt when you make a couple hundred thousand dollars in a day if you're not, because you're a startup person. So once 
I over, you know, so I did a thousand books on becoming a startup, like not being a startup person anymore. And then part of those books were on how to build a business, how to grow a business, how to scale a business. And then I did all that. All that money's coming in for all those years. And I'm realizing there are gigantic cracks and holes and there's not miracle grow systems in place that can hang on and preserve that money. So I could talk a lot more details, but I don't want to. I don't want to put you off on a on a study trail. I just want that thought, that simmering thought, of equal amount of obsession. I'm going to use that word because I know this audience. <laughs> equal amount of obsession on retention of that money, growth and preservation of that money. That is the second, usually unknown, secret to entrepreneurial achievement. I had a friend recently, it doesn't matter what the deal is, but his father died. He was a successful businessman, as far as anybody knew. Family traveled, they had some they had plenty of stuff, they played a lot, they had items, they had the worldly goods, they had the respect in the local community, they had all this, and dad suddenly died, it was out of the blue. And then they saw the numbers the tax debt, the unpaid bills, and that there's really nothing. There's nothing. In fact, the widow received so much stress in the financial quagmire that was actually left. See, what he did was he, he was good at networking. He was good at building businesses. He had multiple strands of traditional businesses all over. But he never put the energy or thought into the second secret, which is usually unknown, and, and it's nobody's fault. Don't feel guilty about this. There's too many. There's, there's so many strategies. It's just information overload. It's like, ah, oh, screw it. I'll just keep making money and let it be. But that's the end of this podcast. The usually unknown second secret of entrepreneurial achievement. Mark Overson signing out.